Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome to the Retirement Clinic on News Talk 1130 WISN in for Paul Crawford this morning. I'm Dave Michaels. It's been a hot minute pre-COVID since Jeff Kowal wow. and I, the founder of the Kowal Investment Group, had a chance to, to chat at this time. Jeff, good to see you again. Good morning, Dave. How are you? It's been a while, hasn't it? I'll say. I, I see you around every once in a while, but we haven't done the show together, so it's good to have you back. I mean, I feel like <laughs> we need to kind of get the bullpen, you know, get the arm loosened up a little bit here and uh, and get back into Let's the See, everybody hears you on this station, on other sports talk. They hear you on 97.3. They hear you on everything, don't they? It's the iHeart way. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it is the iHeart way. It's all about diversifying yourself. And actually, it's ironic you bring that up, Jeff. We're going to maybe get into that here in a little bit, considering where the uh, the early economic indicators are in 2023. But before we do that, you've got a couple of things you want to touch on. Sure. Uh, we, we with At the Cobalt Investment Group, we work with people who are close to already in retirement with $750,000 or more in assets. Um, close to already in retirement is the key. And right now, we're hearing a lot about layoffs. Uh, you and I were just talking a little while ago. Um, uh, big uh, IBM, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Dow Chemical, all this last week were saying others, uh, there, there are thousands of people that are going to be laid off. A lot of them will be under age 59 and a half, and that's key. Did you ever get into the middle of a project or something and wish either one, you had help, or two, you let somebody else do it for you? <laughs> Is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> of course the answer is yes. We'd be lying if the answer wasn't yes. Well, that's what happens with this. When, when you're under 59 and a half, there's a strategy that you can use to avoid paying penalties on, when you take money out of your IRA. But don't go it alone. Don't go alone. Have somebody help you with it. There's a good article. This was from um, uh, either uh, the Wall Street Journal. It says if you're under age, uh, the title is to withdraw money from an IRA without penalty. Try a 72T plan, but do it carefully. Now, we've been doing these for clients for years. Here's the gist of it, Dave. If you're under 59 and a half, you want to take money from your retirement plan without penalty. Um, it, with a penalty, it, it, you have to pay a 10% federal penalty and 3.33% state penalty. So if you want to take $10,000 out, you're paying $13,300 in penalties. Plus, you get to pay the taxes on it as well. Because that's income. So, that's right. So there's a way, there are ways that you can get around it. Uh, one is the most popular one is underage uh, is 72T. That's an internal revenue code, 72T. You see a spike in that now. People need additional sources of income that unlocks their retirement funds. But there are some caveats with this plan that cannot be ignored. The gist of it is that the government wants you to save for retirement. They don't want you ripping money out of retirement plans before you retire. So if, you, if you're doing it before age, seven, age 59 and a half, but there are so many pitfalls, pitfalls to 72T, you have to be careful with it. Uh, first of all, if, you t if you're taking money out, let me give you an example. You have $500,000 in your retirement plan. You're retiring at 53, and you say, okay, I can get a job. I was making $150,000. I'm getting a job now for $130,000 or $120,000, so I need to make up that difference. Maybe I can take money out of my retirement plan. So if you have $500,000 in your retirement plan, let's say you can take out about 4%. So $20,000 a year you can take out. But the key is... 
once you start taking that money out, you can't make any IRA contributions to that. Um, you can't do any rollovers back into that plan. Uh, you can't miss any payments. So if you're taking $20,000 a year, you have to take out $20,000 a year each year between 52 and 59 and a half. So the rule is five years or 59 and a half, whichever is later. That complicates things. So what that means is that if you're 52 when you're establishing the plan, you start taking $20,000 a year out, you have to take it to age 59 and a half. If you're 58 when you start it, after five years, you have to take it to 63. So you go, so it's five years or 59 and a half, whichever is later. But that's a choice that someone makes to retire at, say, 53. Right. Nest egg of $500,000. The conversation started with so many people, especially in the tech sector, being laid off right now. What if it's not an option? Ultimately, like you mentioned, Jeff, the government and other financial advisors like yourself, they don't want you to try to go to that 401k. They don't right. want you to dip in your retirement savings, especially if you're, say, in your late 30s, or early 40s. What, if anything, can be done now to possibly not prevent, you can't control what your employer does, to set yourself up to not have to go into that nest egg if, in fact, you do lose your job. That is really a good point. This is a way to avoid the penalties. 72T is a way to avoid the penalties if you have to dip into there. But if you if you save aggressively, what we like to do is save money aggressively outside of retirement plans. So you have more than just one bucket. Yeah. So you could build that retirement plan to a half million, a million, a million and a half, two million dollars tax deferred, have the government's help on it, especially when you're younger. If you're not doing Roth uh, 401ks, you're making a mistake. Pay the taxes up front, have it grow tax-free for the rest of your life. That's amazing. But that those are other ways. Having other buckets of money is a, a, a additional way of doing it. It may or may not be better, but uh, it, always if you can avoid taking money out of retirement plans, that's good. So if you, if you build up money outside, you know, make sure you take advantage of the company matches. That's what I mean. Make sure you take advantage of company matches so you don't want to do everything outside of retirement plans just for the planning for the fact that you might be laid off. You want to make sure you take care of, take advantage of all the government's, all the company's benefits first, I think. But make sure that you set money aside in accounts outside of retirement plans. What's interesting, this is depending upon your age, but we'll say that 40-year-old individual that's made a personal call him Steve, this is their now second go-round where tough economic times are, are, are a reality. We go back to 2008, 2009. Maybe they were still in college at that time, but they saw what the, the housing crisis did to the economy and to their parents' potential yeah. for saving. Now they're in the workforce. Now they have, in essence, young kids. Maybe they have a mortgage now for the first time. They're going, Jeff, I hear what you're saying. I do want to add to my Roth IRA so I can, when I retire, get that money tax-free, even though I'm paying right. the upfront tax right now. But the way the economy is right now, gas prices are a little bit lower than they were, but they're still high. Eggs, for crying out loud, are right. the highest they've been in decades. I want to do this but it's just not feasible for me right now at this point Well, in my one career. point is that you should be putting money away in your retirement plan. What I said was put it into the Roth 401k. If you could do a Roth IRA in addition to that, that's great. But make sure you take care of those company benefits because even if you do a Roth 401k, you'll get a company match yep. most likely. You don't want to miss out on that. And now the company match can also go into the four, into the Roth. That's with the new Secure 2 Act. And Marie's going to talk a little bit about that in a little bit. Um, there, you always have competing objectives at all ages. 
Um, if you've done a nice job, if you had a job like you said in the tech sector, hope you're making good money and can set money aside on a consistent basis. But you have competing objectives with the mortgage, with kids, with school, with all that stuff. But you have to prioritize and you can't overlook that part of it. It's not, you got to make choices. Um, and, and you can't avoid doing that. Um, it's important to make sure that you address it, just like with everything else, with your bills and everything else. You have to address it. You just have to be mindful that these are types of things that could happen. You could get laid off in the future, and you might have to have that money in the in reserve. Yeah, life is all about choices. One thing you can't choose to, to do is get more time. And with these Roth IRAs, with your 401Ks, and I'm speaking broadly here, you can't get that time back. You can't all of a sudden get into a time machine and go back to when you're 20 years old That's right. and start maybe not even maxing. Now, but just start that process yeah. right now. All of a sudden, you blink. Yeah. The value of compound nice interest. Time. Exactly. That's the thing you can never get back. How many people, how many of your clients, Jeff, even if they were early savers, wish they would have went back even two, three, or four years prior to make sure that nest egg was that much bigger? But you bring up a good point. There are a lot of people that are in their 30s. That, you, know, you, you, you gave an example of somebody who was working. There's a lot of them that aren't working. You know, <laughs> They like the idea in COVID of staying home, so they're not working. They're not back in the workforce yes, yet, and that's a problem too. The gist of this was that if you if you have to do it, if you have to take money out of your retirement plan before 59 and a half, there are penalties. Be aware of those. Make sure that you get professional help with that and don't try to go it alone. Don't try to do that project by yourself. Make sure you get some help with that. And one of those groups that can help you with that process, of course, is the Kowal Investment Group with locations in Waukesha, Port Washington, um, Oh, that's right. The new address there at the Port Washington uh, location there right off of uh, I-43 and Highway 20 That's there. Seen, yep. And you can also do any search online. I remember the old days, Jeff, when you always were giving out the phone number and the address for people just to kind of stop by on their way to church or on their way home from work. People still do that, but the easiest way to learn more is obviously go online and peruse uh, what everything that Kowal Investment that's Group right. can so offer. That's right. Kowalway.com. And while you're at it... Uh, be sure we we have a blog re, uh, regarding the nine key impacts of the secure two uh, the secure 2.0 act got that yep secure 2.0 a lot of important changes to retirement account rules to learn more about how those changes will impact you and your retirement plan meet with one of our fiduciary advisors at the Kowal Investment Group or visit the kowalway.com or give us a call at 262-522-4040. It's also so important because everything's changing all the time. Once you think the government finally set, set it, sets it and forget it like we're supposed to do yeah. with our retirement funds, they go up and change it up again. Obviously, some of that's political uh, with new Congresses changing every two years, be it the Senate or the House. The tax code tends to change quite a bit as well, rules and regulations. So just when you think you got a handle on where things need to be, it changes. Some of these changes in, this, uh, in the new Secure 2.0 Act have been pretty good. The fact that they can, and we mentioned a couple of them, that um, you don't have to take required minimum distributions until age 73 now, which is great. So, what was it prior to that? 72 again? was 70 and a half prior to that. So, they're raising, they recognize that people are living longer now. Uh, when we get to our wealth management segment later on, we'll talk about what if you have to take required minimum distributions at age 73 and you don't need the money. So, we'll talk about that in our wealth management segment later on the show. 73, having your nest egg and not needing the money. That seems like a pipe dream for some people. You'd be surprised how many people face that situation. It's a nice situation to have, but those, and a lot of them aren't, 
people with inherited wealth. It's people mm-hmm. that put money away on consistent, like you, young age. You're aware of it. You're putting money away on a consistent basis. Getting the company match. You reach a point where you've saved others. The biggest thing you're going to find out, you will find this out, when you pay that last college education bill, all of a sudden you've got a lot of money left. It's not that they're totally off the payroll, but you have spendable income and investable income at that time where you can really save aggressively. You mentioned about setting priorities earlier, and sometimes you can't do those things. When you pay off that last check for college, then you have a window of maybe 12 or 15 years that you could save aggressively. Now, when you say that last college tuition bill, is it for yourself or is it for your kids? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Because I hear what you're saying. I'm fortunate enough. I paid off my student loan. Gosh, three years ago? I'm talking about your kids. Well, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, yeah, are you talking about, oh, wait, no, he's talking about the kids' college tuition bill. That's right. That's actually an interesting point. Both my kids are under 10. I'm thinking, that's not on my radar yet. Oh, wait. Wait, because again, just like your own retirement, if you start planning now for your kid's college education, it makes it that much easier when they're on the precipice of it. Yeah, so you talk about, so maybe from 55 to 70 or 65, how long you work. That'll be a period of time where you can really save aggressively. Because again, they're not off the payroll completely. You'll still be supporting them. But at least you won't have those big college bills if you if you are paying those college bills. A lot of times people find out that that's the time that they can really save aggressively. If you have a plan. You gotta have a plan. You can't Indeed. do it. But even if you think you know all there is to know, even if you think that that six month, twelve month, two year plan is all laid out at the kitchen table with you and your significant other, that's a good start. But you need to have need. I didn't say it's good to need to have an expert to help guide you, not yep. tell you what to do. And I think that's one of the interesting things about what Kowal offers, Jeff. You're you're a partner in this. You're not lecturing. You're giving the information to your clients to help them make an educated decision. Well, we help them with that, too. And a lot of times we have to help them a little bit more because they go back to the work. They go back to their family. They don't want to worry about this, so they rely on us more and more. And we appreciate that. We understand it. And that's why we act as fiduciaries, always putting our clients' interests first. So if they walk away and go back to their work, they know that we're looking out for their best interests. TheKowalWay.com. Again, TheKowalWay.com. You can call them anytime, 262-522-4040. I've heard that number more often, both at 305 and well, every five o'clock hour is a little bit different right. based on when Mr. Belling decides to go to break. But that's always the close because it's so important to have that number handy. So when you get to that point to make that phone call to acknowledge that, you can use a little help. It's not. It's nothing wrong with admitting it's okay yep. to have help. They are the experts. You are the expert in your field, whatever line of work you're in. Jeff Kowal and his team at the Kowal Investment Group are the experts in their field, and they're more than happy to help you out in any way, shape, or form. We'll have more of the Retirement Clinic when we come back. In for Paul Crownforce, I'm Dave Michaels on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owners' savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Passing your business on to a family member is not as simple as saying, hey, this is all yours now. Having a proper succession plan in place is essential, not only to the transfer of your business, but to the overall success of the business after you leave. To ensure that your business is passed on successfully, there are three main components you will need to consider. 
One, be mindful of time and finances. It takes much longer to receive full sale price when transferring a business to a family member. Ensure the person you're passing your business on to is prepared and qualified to take on the financial responsibility. Two, choose the right successor. Just because you've always dreamed your son or daughter would take the business over doesn't mean that it is the best plan. Ask yourself if this person really wants the business. Does their vision align with yours? Do they have the skill set to be successful? And three, don't overlook tax planning. Start working with your tax professional now to prevent being blindsided by negative tax implications associated with transferring your business to family members. These three components will get you started, but there are several elements you should consider when creating a succession plan. Don't go it alone. Enlist a team of professionals to help guide you through this process. If you need help planning for the succession of your family business, give our office a call today at 262-522-4040 or visit thekowalway.com. The boss segment on the Retirement Clinic, News Talk 1130, WISN. Appreciate Aaron Kowal sharing his thoughts here. I'm Dave Michaels, along with the founder of the Kowal Investment Group, Jeff Kowal. We were talking before the break, Jeff, about how um, the layoffs, specifically in the tech right. sector, uh, a lot of people, depending upon how you define a recession, that's been changing for political purposes. But the economic headwinds are as such that um, the seas are a little choppy here in the first quarter of 2023. And depending upon what the Fed does, we don't know where things right. are going to play out. How is that playing out for people who are close to retirement? What are you hearing? Those who maybe 12 months ago were convinced they're out in 2023. With the economic uncertainty, are they now more convinced than ever that they want to get out if they're able to do so? Or are they now maybe hedging their bet a little bit and thinking about staying in the workforce until 2024, 2025? The answer is yes. <laughs> that is an both, answer. Both ways. Uh, some are anxious to get out. Um, despite the economic uncertainty, they're anxious to get out because of the, of the uh, pressures. Uh, a, a number of them um, are deciding to stay because of the uncertainty, the potential of a, a recession. We don't think that necessarily if we have one, it's going to be that deep. What we're seeing actually is that a lot of do-it-yourselfers are tired of doing it themselves. They got whipped around last year. They're saying, I can't, you know, we manage over a billion dollars of assets for our clients. And we try to be a steady hand on the wheel that, you know, good times, bad times, we recognize that and have a strategy for it. But if you're a do-it-yourselfer, you, you, it's hard to, you get lots of information, but how do you transfer that information and data into wisdom and how does it apply to your situation? So t- a number of do-it-yourselfers who are tired of doing it themselves. Second one is people who have assets scattered all over. They work different jobs. They may have a couple old 401ks, the um, uh, annuities. They may have brokerage accounts in several different places. So, so if you have assets scattered all over and now you're about to retire and you want to get your ducks in a row and find out all the assets that you have and your source of income, that's the second reason why people are coming to us now. And the third is, like you were saying earlier, about layoffs, Dow Chemical. And uh, companies in the area are, are mm-hmm. uh, having layoffs as well. They're not Coles immune to it as well. Yep. So you have all those different uh, three. The three biggest areas were again do-it-yourselfers tired of getting whipped around, the um, uh, assets scattered all over, and then layoffs and potential layoffs. That's what's worrying people. So some are some people are put in a position that they've been planning for it. And now they're ready to go, regardless of what the economy is like. That they they so retirement well planned, and the other ones are those that are getting put into that situation and, and need help. Can there be information overload 
In other words, someone who's right on the cusp of retirement. You know, their their nest egg isn't as big as it once was, but they're still feeling good about where they're at financially, and they're trying to almost time out. You hear so much about timing out the market. They're trying to time out the retirement. You bring so up they're a- going to source A and source B and reading this newspaper and listening to the show and going, wait a minute. It's complicated, but it's not that complicated. Well, it can be, and especially with all the tax laws. So it's not just about uh, retirement and having enough money. But we also do, we do a thing called uh, uh, cash flow projection. So we say, you don't just want to eyeball it and say, I feel it's right to go. No, you have to do it. You know, do you have based on the amount of income you have coming in? the uh, amount of income that you need, Social Security, everything else. Do you have enough money to last? We go to age 100. What if you screw up and live all the way to age 100? You might you want to make sure you have enough money for that. We also do what's called a bad timing scenario. Everybody's biggest fear is as soon as they walk out of work, the market tanks. So you know, we also do a bad timing scenario. It says, what if we duplicate 2008 and 2009 for the next two years after you retire? Do you still have enough? So we want you to retire once. We don't want you to have to go back to work or go back to Walmart or, or be a greeter somewhere. We want, to, we want your retirement to retire once and you know, download your stress to us. In essence, you, you, you try to take the emotion out of the decision. Easier said than done, yes. but like you said, the numbers are the numbers. The facts are the facts. Those don't lie. And what the Coal Investment Group does is shows you your numbers, shows you your options. And so an emotional decision gets less emotional. You can base it on the numbers in yeah. front of you. And in that line, especially to make it less emotional, one of the things we talk about is how much is a safe rate to take out for your retirement. And Marie McFarland is going to talk. She's a great advisor in her office, a CFP, has studied this, works with this all the time. It's cash flow projections. Um, but again, what's the safe amount? It used to be that 3% was a good amount, 4% is 5% too much. Marie's going to talk about in this segment coming up. Thanks for that great introduction. So yeah, my topic is a fun one. It's called, it's about the 4% rule. So most of you, I'm assuming, have heard of it. Um, but I found this article in the Wall Street Journal. And it's by Ann Turgeson. The 4% rule for retirement spending makes a comeback. So it's positive news, which is exciting. Um, so if you haven't heard of the 4% rule, it's, um, uh, let's call it a rule of thumb that was devised in 1994 by a financial planner, Bill Bengen. And essentially what it gets down to is that when you retire, you can take 4% of your savings and that should last for 30 years. Again, so if you don't spend more than 4% of your savings in the first year and in subsequent years, your money should last for 30 years. Now, I will say that this is a great rule of thumb to live by, but it's not bulletproof, right? So every year, that percentage um, of what you spend most likely will change depending on what's going on. So last year, I hate to think backwards to the pain of last year, but most likely all of your accounts took a beating, let's call it, in last in 2022, so last year. So most of the time when you retire, you'll probably take out, you know, what you had been spending prior to retirement. So essentially what this article had got to is that most people now with the valuations um, and expectations for 
higher future investment returns, which is better, so the outlook looks better this year than last year, is suggesting that the current market conditions are allowing for a 4% rule again or getting close to a 4%. So they use the specific 3.8% spending rate for new retirees with a 30-year horizon. Now that is an important fact. So if you're retiring at 50 and you plan to live to 100, which I, when we work with clients, we want to make sure we're planning to 100. Um, Will everyone live to 100? No, we know that. But at the end of the day, if you are an outlier and you do live to 100, I'm positive you want to make sure your money lasts. So if you retire at 50, this rule of thumb is a little tough because you have 50 years to plan for your money to save or to plan for the money you've saved that needs to last. So 30 and 50 years are extremely different. Um, So that is one thing that we want to make sure all of our clients understand, and we do go through this planning for our clients. So it's extremely important to have um, to sit down and go through a financial plan and understand, okay, the 4% rule is a great rule of thumb. However, what does it look like for me? Now, another um, interesting thing is, you know, you can, there are some individuals and some circumstances where you may take more than the rule of thumb some years. And the rule of thumb does include taking inflation-adjusted income the following years. Most of the time, I would say most of the time my clients aren't taking an inflation-adjusted income, you know, every single year. Um, Most people get accustomed to the income that they have coming in and typically just adjust as expenses get a little more expensive. Case in point, last year, right? And this year, we're, we're finding out or we're experiencing things are costing us a little bit more or a lot more, depending on what it is, um, compared to years past. And so I truly haven't had anybody call and say, hey, I need 4% more than last year because my expenses are up. Most of the time, you've kind of adjusted to the income that you have coming in, and you just make life adjustments. Um, but with this more or four star four percent um, rule of thumb, it is inflation adjusted, um, but average inflation about three percent. So keeping that in mind as well. Now, this research, so the four percent rule, like I mentioned before, um, was devised in nineteen ninety four. It indicates the worst 30-year period in which to retire, which started October 1st, 1968. Now, that was due to very anemic investment returns and extremely high inflation, um, which prevailed for much of the 70s. So that does include that time period. Um, And this is a 4% rule is based on a portfolio that has about between 30 to 60% in stocks and the rest in bonds. Now, if you do invest less than 30% in stocks, your returns may be insufficient to support um, a 4% or a 3.8% inflation-adjusted withdrawal for 30 years. So that is something, again, that you need to have a conversation with your advisor. We're having that with our our clients. Um, That risk is important, right? So if you're not taking on 
enough risk, your portfolio may not last all of retirement. Now on the flip side, if you take on more than 60% in stocks, there could be a greater risk that if you lose too much during a bear market, it won't be able to recover. So again, something we work with our clients on, it's an important topic to discuss, especially if you're getting close to retirement. Um, so the 4% rule, it's making its trend back. Um, but like I mentioned before, come in for your complimentary retirement review and let us help you understand, does that rule work for you? Thanks, Marie. Great segment. Um, yeah, be careful with how much you take out. 4% is is back to being the number that is probably a safe number to use. But again, uh, don't eyeball it. Make sure you put, put a paper pencil to the paper and make sure you work it out. Uh, we're going to have the sexy segment. That's wealth management preservation in a little bit. We teased it a little bit four ways to manage your required minimum distributions when you don't need the money. That's what we're talking about. What happens if you have a couple million dollars in your retirement plan and you're safely retired and you don't need the additional income. So that's what we're going to talk about in the wealth management and preservation segment coming up. Yeah, that's the goal. You're not going to win Powerball. Sorry, I'm not psychic. That's reality. However, you can control the income based on the decisions you make, and the Kowal Investment Group can help you along the way. The Kowalway.com or 262-522-4040. In for Paul Cronforce, I'm Dave Michaels. More of the Retirement Clinic next on News Talk 1130 WISN. This morning here on the Retirement Clinic, News Talk 1130, WISN. I'm Dave Michaels, the founder of Kowal Investment Group, of course, is Jeff Kowal. We're going to get to the sexy segment, but Jeff, it's been a while since I've asked, and maybe you touch on this with your normal host, Paul Cronforst. How did you come up with the sexy segment? That's interesting. Um, we When we started, do you really want to know? I do. Okay. I think I know. Can I guess first? Sure. Because, look, for some, this is not the most exciting topic in the world. Talking about numbers, talking about retirement, oh, no. it's not the most titillating, shall no, we say? No. So, in an effort, to, I'm not saying it's not important, but so in an effort to sexy it up a little bit, you decided to come up with the sexy segment. That's my guess. You're am I wrong. <laughs> All right, do tell. Do okay, tell. Well, we used to, when we started the show, we used to do it from uh, noon. It was. It was Paul Harvey was on from noon to twelve twenty. Oh boy, that was a while ago. And then we twelve, we'd come out at twelve twenty and go till one o'clock. Yes, I do remember that. So then when we expanded the show, I said, "Geez, we got to figure fill in an extra twenty minutes." So, <laughs> so we decided to come up. What would be special if somebody were listening in and they know a lot about retirement planning? What would be special for people who have a million dollars or more of assets? Sure. So we called it, you know, the wealth management preservation segment. But we thought it was a sexy segment. The music is. David Rose's stripper theme. Exactly. So we thought that, okay, once you've accumulated some wealth, that can be sexy. So that's how we came up with it. We had to wealth is the new, what does Dave Ramsey say? Um, the new, the new sign of whatever of success is the paid-off mortgage as opposed to whatever. Oh, it may be. Yeah. It's the same thing. The, the surest tell sign of, of a sexy segment is 
over a million dollars in wealth and earned wealth. That's the thing. So many of your clients, again, did it the old-fashioned way. Sure. Hard work. Hey, but any way you do it, if it's a divorce, if it's uh, an inheritance, if it's winning the lottery, people need help. There are sudden wealth in a number of different ways. Uh, you know, death in the family. and you, so, so there's all different types of ways that people get money. Uh, you're right. Most of our clients have done it over a lifetime, accumulated. But again, the show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. Um, if, if you spent a lifetime building your savings, many retirements, retirees find it hard to shift gears and start spending, leaving them with more money than they know what to do with. And it doesn't mean that you have to have lots of money, but a lot of people have good spending habits and that's how they've accumulated some wealth. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Cough machine, cough uh, button. <laughs> Forgot about that. More than half of customers um, with Fidelity Investments who have uh, traditional independent traditional individual retirement accounts take out only their required minimum distribution, choosing instead to keep their money invested for as long as possible. So in other words, it's at uh, 73, it's, it's, uh, it's about 4%. The reasons vary, but many fear unexpected health expenditures while others just want to keep, uh, the assets tax deferred a vehicle and still others are protecting their nest eggs while adjusting to life without a paycheck. But still, RMDs are established as internal revenue service have to go somewhere. So what do retirees do with the money? One is, you, especially if you don't need the money. So again, let's say you have that large IRA. You have $2 million. So 4% would be about $80,000. What if you don't need all that money? Well, you can make a qualified charitable distribution. QCDs go straight from IRAs to charities. So account holders never receive the money. It doesn't count as taxable income. So it's a great way to do that. You can start those at 70 and a half, even though RMDs start at a later age. Um, next thing you could do is reinvest the money in, in, in other vehicles. Typically, a lot of our clients um, will invest it either into trust accounts or into joint accounts. So you take that required minimum distribution, put it into another investment. In other words, it's not going to pay off mortgages. They've done that. So now they're looking at doing something else with that. So one is giving it to charity. Two is just accumulating in a vehicle. We talked a little bit about it outside of retirement plans. Third is reduce RMDs by converting a portion of the traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. What does that mean? Start <laughs> okay. a new investment at a, in retirement. A, a, well, you, yeah, you convert it from a traditional IRA. So Roth IRAs, are not, you don't, you're not required to take re, uh, required minimum distributions from Roth IRAs because if you think about it, what the government's incentive, you've, they've let you accumulate money in retirement plans all these years, so now they want their pound of flesh. <laughs> so that's why they have required minimum distributions. With Roth IRAs, you already gave your pound exactly. of flesh. You paid the taxes paid the taxes up front, so now it grows tax-free. So then you don't have to take required minimum distributions. The only catch with that is you have to make sure that you take your required minimum distributions before you do a Roth conversion. Let's make it simple. Let's say you have a million dollars in your IRA. You have to take a 40,000 required minimum distribution. So you take that first. Yep. Then if you want to do a $50,000 Roth conversion, you could do it after that. You have to take the RMD first, then you can convert as much of your IRA. Do you know what the maximum is that you can convert in a year? To an IRA? From your IRA to a Roth IRA. Oh gosh, uh, 7,500. No, oh, that's that's a contribution. You're thinking contributions. Oh, well, conversions. So if you had a million dollar oh, IRA, see, 
What's the most you could convert? A million bucks. The government would be thrilled if you converted your hundred, your million dollar IRA to a Roth IRA. The whole, the whole thing. Conversion. You could do it. Because the government would get the taxes all at one time. Now, that would, might not be a smart move for you because you get creamed in taxes. But the but government would love it. But that's why, they, that's why the government doesn't put a high end on the conversion because they would love it if you did all of it. Their pound of flesh is that, waiting for them right that's then and there. Right. So instead of getting a little bit each year, they'd be happy. But we're more prudent with it. We, don't, we try not to get you. We, we do a tax calculation to see what the next tax bracket would be. Make sure you're, you don't have to pay higher Medicare premiums. You have to watch out for that. So the last item that I want to talk about with regard to the four things you can do with your RMD if you don't need it, a lot of times people will take their RMDs and buy life insurance with it. You don't need the money for cash flow. So take that to increase the value of their estate. You might take $20,000 a year, $25,000 a year, and put it towards a life insurance premium to increase the value of their estate, give kids tax-free income or tax-free assets, inheritance. So that's another thing. So the four things that people are doing if they have more money than they need and they don't need this necessarily the RMD is to do qualified charitable, charitable distributions for one, uh, reinvest the money into a separate account, three is reduced by doing Roth conversions, and four is to buy life insurance and increase the value of your estate. Which I'm guessing not that there's one more popular than the others, but the life insurance aspect is is one of the least uh, questions clients have because in theory they they've already had buying life insurance at a certain age is still necessary for some especially if you don't have it obviously yeah but it might not be the biggest priority that's for those a, who are post retirement that's really good because you think that you don't need it to pay off mortgages and things like that but a lot of times people great point people use that to increase the value of their state because the income the 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 uh, proceeds from life insurance come in income tax-free all the time. Now, it may be subject to estate taxes, and that's where you have to watch it because uh, the estate tax limit might drop down again in 2025 because President Trump's tax cuts are set to expire at that time. So the estate taxes, the exemption might go down, so your taxes might go up. So that would be a reason for people to buy more life insurance to pay off some of those taxes if estate taxes do indeed come back. But think about it. That isn't something that most people would think about, Correct. buying life insurance at age 75 60, as yep, an example, yep. because that's not on your radar. But for tax purposes, yep. for uh, you know 10 years down the road, that would be an option that you may not think about right. if you were just on your own. As you just heard Jeff mention, that is an option that you do, in fact, have. But again, it's all about having a plan. It's right. all about thinking about the future, not just two feet in front of you, thinking about what's best for for you, your family, your family's financial future right. down the road. It's all about having a plan. The Coalway.com can be that first step in getting your plan. The Coalway.com, or as Jeff mentioned, 262-522-4040. Can I touch on one quick other thing, Jeff? Absolutely. You brought up in that um, those four different options, the unexpected health issues. That has to be the one wild card when it comes to planning for your future because no one knows what their health is going to be like in five years, let alone 10, 20, 30 years down the road. How do you plan for for when you're in retirement, the unexpected health issues well, that come up? That's a great issue. And the the... Typically, there is a calculation we can do for that we do do for clients. We say, what happens if at age 80 you have an event that's going to cost $10,000 a month, nursing home, home health care assisted living, 
The average nursing home stay is about 3.8 years. So we said, what happens if it's four or five years? So you can plan for that. What happens if you have $10,000 a month in today's dollars inflated at age 80 and you need, you know, is there enough for the survivor to live off of it? So those are the things that you can plan for or health insurance premiums or other things like that. And that's, those are the types of calculations we do. Again, it's a specialized area of planning. Retirement planning is a specialized area for investments, for taxes, for estate planning, for long-term care, for health care issues. It's a specialized area of planning. That's what we've been doing for the last 35 years. Yeah. And the, 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 the track record speaks for itself. Again, you have an idea. While we don't know how long mom might be in nursing home care. You don't know what kind of uh, hospital bills you're going to have from some of the fine establishments in our area. We do have a track record of how long the average is, and the Qual Investment Group can can give you that information to have a better idea of what you need to have set aside for when that day comes. Absolutely. So do go online to koalway.com. There's some great information there, too, and you can set up an appointment with us. Heather will get back to you right away, or else call 262-522-4040. Koalway.com will wrap up the retirement clinic next on News Talk 1130 WISN. up the retirement clinic this morning on News Talk 1130 WISN, the founder of the Koal Investment Group, Jeff Koal. Nice enough to join us in studio this morning. I mean, the alternative is what? Playing golf? Not so much today. Yeah. Mother Nature is saying something about that. You're saying that's a bad thing? If if you want to brave the weather, you're a better man than me. No, no, no. We've covered a lot of topics this morning, but I'm guessing there might be questions on some of the things we've discussed, and there's a way to get a hold of Koal Investment online. Yeah. First of all, go to our website, Nine Key Impacts to Secure 2.0 Act. So that's on our website. Also, if you have – sometimes you'll hear – in which you could ask questions about the, some things we're talking about on the show. Submit your questions online at thekowalway.com. Um, select the resources tab. Scroll down to the radio show. There will be able to submit a question. We'll answer it on the show. There's a, a new format we're trying out, so do go to thekowalway.com. Submit your questions online there. Or again, if you're close to already in retirement, have $750,000 or more in retirement assets, are serious about your retirement planning, the fiduciary advisors of Coal Investment Group are here to help you. We address all areas of retirement planning with taxes, with cash flow, with estate planning, long-term care, all those things that have to do with retirement planning. So do give our office a call, 262-522-4040, or go to thecoalway.com. You can also connect with Coal on uh, social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, easy to find, on demand. Jeff Coal, good to see you again. Let's not wait another three years I before like we this. have a chance to catch up on air. I mean, you can meet me anytime at one of our fine watering holes. I'm happy to do that. that but sounds as far great. as the, uh, the good insight, the, uh, the conversation, always a pleasure. Let's do it again soon. Sounds great, Dave. Thanks a lot.